no stranger to bending the law to suit his own purposes. It was something he'd done even before he had become a member of the powerful vampire ruling council. His old enemy might relish the upcoming confrontation and all the bloody collateral damage it would doubtless involve before one of them emerged a victor, but Mancari's would end this before it started. It rather pleased him to imagine the frustration Rajedef would feel at being denied the opportunity to implement his elaborate plans for vengeance. So when the six ghouls pulled out their silver knives, smiling in that cruel, anticipatory way, Mancaris simply stood there. This would get bloody, but he was no stranger to blood or to pain. Both had been his companions for far longer than these ghouls could even imagine. He cast one look at the pre-dawn sky, wondering briefly if the sun shone in the afterlife. Before the sun was high, either he or the ghouls would find out. Kira walked down Ashland Avenue, the second-to-last street before hers. A sudden breeze blew her hair into her eyes. They didn't call Chicago the Windy City for nothing. She pushed stray pieces back behind her ears and shifted her heavy backpack onto her other shoulder. After all the times she'd toted her backpack to and from work, Kira would have thought it wouldn't feel as heavy as it did. Still, she was lucky her boss allowed her to use the company car on stakeouts, and besides, many people who lived and worked in the West Loop didn't own cars. They just didn't have to carry around the various cameras, camcorders, binoculars, and other necessary stakeout items that she did. At least it had been a productive night. Her surveillance of her client's cheating wife finally paid off in the version of several incriminating photos that Kira dropped off at her office before she'd taken the green line back to her neighborhood. She could sleep in as late as she wanted to today, and even her exacting boss wouldn't have a thing to say about it. Being a private investigator meant tuning into her surroundings, which came naturally to Kira but her focus sharpened even more when she rounded the next corner. Walking this particular stretch of road during the daylight was fine, but now it made her uneasy. She was glad the sun had started to peek out. The line of dilapidated warehouses was supposed to be gone by now, but the lingering recession had slowed their raising and rebuilding. The stretch of unsightly buildings meant the rent in her building farther up the block— was much lower than it would be once shiny new apartments replaced the graffiti-laced abandoned units, but it also meant that she had to be watchful now. Muggings weren't uncommon in this area. She was almost past the last of them when raucous laughter jerked her head around. It had come from inside one of the warehouses, and it sounded more ugly than amused. Keep walking, Kira told herself, patting the pocket of her backpack where she kept a gun. You're almost home. That harsh laughter rang out again, this time right on the heels of what sounded like a pained shout. Kira paused, listening hard. If it had been later in the day, the noise from cars and pedestrians would have drowned out anything coming from the warehouses. But with most people still sleeping, she next caught what sounded like a loud moan. Whoever had made that sound was hurt, and when it was followed by more of that ugly laughter— Kira knew the two were related. She slipped her backpack off, pulling out her cell phone while walking faster toward the safety of her apartment building. 911, what's your emergency? A voice intoned after Kira punched in the numbers. I want to report a code 37, Kira said. Say again? Aggravated assault.
Kira amended, surprised the dispatch operator hadn't registered the police code. She gave the address of where the warehouse was located. Sounds like the bottom floor, she added, to be more specific. Please hold while I transfer you to that station, the operator replied. Moments later, another voice asked what her emergency was. I'm reporting an aggravated assault, Kira said, not bothering with the code this time. She gave the address and information again, her teeth grinding in frustration as she had to repeat twice what she'd heard. So you never actually saw an assault? The dispatch operator asked. No, I didn't go in there, Kira said stiffly, not walking now that she was close to her apartment building. Right, the now bored-sounding voice replied. What's your name? I prefer to be anonymous, Kira said after a pause. She had a history with the police that wasn't necessarily pleasant.